0: My parents were high school sweethearts. They grew up in a little town in Texas and attended the same Southern Baptist church. When they got married, they raised their four daughters to be good Southern Baptists. And when it was time for us to go off to college, they sent us to Texas, to Baptist colleges, in the hopes that we would find good Baptist husbands, preferably Texas Aggies like my dad. In... (laughs) In uh, fall of 1965, it was my turn to go off to college in Texas. I went to a really small town, Belton. You've all heard of it, right? Very small women's college, very repressive. Mind you, this was the 60s. But you could get kicked out for dancing, for smoking cigarettes. I was from California. I was skateboarding around campus, barefoot. I did not fit in there. I decided it would be really cool to become a folk singer. So I started learning to play guitar. And when I came back from my sophomore year, I opened a coffee house on campus. The Argus-Eyed Zarf. I thought of that myself. <laughs> of course, that's where I debuted as a folk singer. And that's where I was every Friday and Saturday night. And that's what kept me going back to that stupid college. But in 1969, in May, I got my totally useless degree, my B.A. in sociology. I had no fiancé and absolutely no career plans. So I caught a bus to Yosemite National Park. And I got off with a, a suitcase in one hand, my guitar case in the other, and walked to the Curry Company personnel office, got a job as a maid cleaning cabins in Curry Village. They gave me a uniform, which was a dress back then, Um, a card that let me eat in the cafeteria, and a dorm room. So I was set, you know, in an hour. I had room and board and an income. I don't think my parents were particularly happy to say, oh, yeah, Wendy graduated from college, and now she's the maid. But, hey, you know what? It was Yosemite Valley, I mean, what more beautiful place could I start my life on my own, living life my way? I was so happy. I used to sing when I cleaned the cabins. Well, this guy that I had met in college, a friend of a friend, showed up one day, Phil Anthony, and he said, hey, Wendy, I got a job here too. So cool. Phil and I would hang out together in our time off. I would play my guitar. He would play his harmonica. He did a lot of sketching. I think he had a crush on me, but I had already gotten a crush on Will this really cute bar waiter at the Iwani Hotel. He was blonde with blue eyes and a nice strong jaw, it just uh, a real heartthrob. Well, Will and Phil and I hung out together. One day Phil came to me and he said, I'm sick of cleaning buses, I quit my job. Hmm. Then he asked me a question he already knew the answer to. You want to go hitchhiking? Yes, yes, I want to go hitchhiking. Are you serious? Can Will go? (laughs) Yeah, if he wants to. So we asked Will, do you want to go hitchhiking with us? And he said, oh, man, I would love to go, but I can't. I promised when I took this job that I would keep it until the end of summer. I'm going to keep my word. So I gave my two weeks notice, and every chance I got, I would play my guitar and sing this song I wrote called Bummin' about going hitchhiking. I would sing it for Will. You want to hear a little of it? Okay, this is the chorus. Just a bedroll for my load Traveling the open road Baby, that's the life for me Looking, loving, living free Only Will and Phil and me (laughs) bumming. It's the only song I ever wrote that led someone to take direct action. (laughs) One day I sang it for him and he threw his bar rag down on the table. He said, that's it, I'm going. I am not going to miss this opportunity. So pretty soon the three of us were standing by the roadside with two backpacks, two guitars, and three sleeping bags. Somebody in a pickup truck gave us a ride to San Francisco and we stashed most of our stuff in the bushes at Golden Gate Park and went to do the whole tourist thing, you know. Chinatown, Lombard Street, Fisherman's Wharf. We were waiting to catch a cable car down near Garadilly Square. They were reading underground newspapers. They had the Berkeley Barb and the Berkeley Tribe. None of you are old enough to know what those are. I didn't have anything to read, so I took out my guitar and I wrote a song called Waiting for the Cable Car. You want to hear some of it? (laughs) Nah, you don't have to. That's Okay. Um, we slept in Golden Gate Park, and the next foggy morning we started hitching down the coast, Santa Cruz, Monterey, Carmel by the Sea, to, of course, Big Sur. When we got to the Little Sur River, where it comes out to the ocean, people were down there camping, so we went down the hill to set up camp, but then a highway patrolman appeared on the road ahead, up ahead. Not up ahead, up above. And he probably had to do this every day, he had a bullhorn. All you people on the beach, you're in violation of the law. If you do not leave immediately, you will be arrested. It was the first time in my sheltered life I'd ever been threatened with arrest. I was very upset, but we all packed up our stuff and started trudging up the hill. But when he drove off, we went back down the hill and (laughs) around the bluff, where we found a nice driftwood lean-to somebody had built, and that's where we camped out. I sat there one day with my guitar case as a, desktop, and I wrote a letter home. Dear mother and daddy, I'm not working in Yosemite anymore. I'm hitchhiking around California with these two nice guys, Will and Phil. They're taking good care of me. We're having a great time. Don't worry. You laugh. Um, Time came for Will to head back to school, another year of college in L.A., so we hitched up to Merced and back up to the Valley, where we left a lot of our stuff and in the back of a tow truck on the way up to the valley, we were just sitting there in the sun, smiling our asses off, feeling this great camaraderie. And Will summed it up. He said, "This has been the most wonderful adventure. I'll never be the same." Only Will and Phil and me bummin'.